Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our webinar series, Embracing Change. Today we have Anissa back with us today. Anissa, it would be great to have you. Um, who's going Thank to you. discuss the topic of being you. Hi. There you are. Oh, I love the glasses. Nice. So welcome, Anissa. Thank you very much. I know we're both now in Hong Kong and it's seven o'clock, so um, not too late for us and everybody else is joining from different parts of the world. So Anissa, thank you first for being here today and um, giving us the honor and privilege to have this conversation. Thank you. So what does being you even mean? What, what, what does it mean? Let's, let's go very, very simple and very basic and, and, work, and walk this through if that's okay with you. Sure. So firstly, thank you, Faisal, for inviting me again to this webinar series. And it's a great thing that you're doing. And I'm so glad to be part of the genetic care team. Thank you. And thank you, everyone else who's watching and being here with us. Um, when you asked me to do this webinar and I was thinking, what should I talk about? And being you just came to me and I thought, oh, that's an easy thing, simple <laughs> thing. And I will just do that topic. And as I started thinking about what I was going to say, I realized it is not as simple. It is profound. In fact, it is the foundation of who we are, actually. And uh, it kind of blew my mind that, you know, we all always think and hear, be yourself, be yourself, be you, be. But I think most of us have identified ourselves by being you means be yourself, be an expression of who you are. You can do whatever you want. Say no if you have to uh, create the life that you want. And we are all understanding it from that perspective, which is great, you know, it is nothing wrong about it. But I feel that being you takes you to a different journey also. Because that's the superficial layer, the top layer of being yourself. But as you dive into it, we, you know, when we were born, that is the time when we were as infants, that was the time when we were absolutely being ourselves because nothing bothered us. Yeah. We were not living somebody else's life or anybody else's expectation or control or limitation or conditionings. Yes. We were absolutely present with what is. If you look at a child, you yeah. can see the child is present in every moment. Yeah. And the first thing that starts it being present in the moment and most of us have never lived a life of being present in the moment. We have always been either thinking of the past, living in the future, yeah. and never in the present. So being you, first thing, is about being present. Okay, Because until unless you are present, you don't even know yourself. You can't even be authentic with yourself. Okay. Because you are living a life of programming because then we start getting programmed so if you go to a classroom of a three-year-old and you ask them so who's the strongest in the class and everybody would raise their hand every child will raise their hand because they are never compared they don't have any expectation they are not living a life for others 
they're just being themselves. But if I went to a classroom of a seven-year-olds and you ask them who's the strongest, they will point at other children because they have been compared. Okay, They've been told how what strong should and shouldn't look like. And then they'll point at other children who they think are stronger than them. Okay, Because now we are learning to identify ourselves as the world has given us all these different ideas or beliefs, patterns, which we learn in our childhood. And then we grow up and we start becoming that and we lose that connection with who we are. So being you is about reconnecting to that part of you that is authentic, that doesn't need to be different in any way, any form, any shape, any size. So, um, yeah, that is what I was going to talk about. And uh, if... Um, okay, so, so you're talking uh, about going back to the state of pure consciousness, which is obviously right. from, from the concept of having a child to giving birth, that whole space of pure consciousness, and then coming out in this world in that state before the whole process of socialization, indoctrination, all of the things that happen, that's the state of being you're saying we want to move back to, which is Correct. absolute true presence, right? And, yeah. and, and so now the thing is, now we've got all this noise going on, right? Mm -hmm. All these things that happen are noise, limitations, patterns, beliefs, whatever you want to Conditioning, yes. Right? Conditioning. So now yes. we have all of these layers, right? We want, we'd say yes. noise, layers, whatever you call it. So now, how do I even know where to go, right? Even though I know it's the inward journey, we talk about it, right? Inward journey towards whether it's God, whether it's self, whether the, whatever the word is, right? So what does that look like and how do I begin? And which direction do I take? Well, see, the thing is, first thing is being ourselves is not outside of us. It's within okay. us, okay? Okay. We know that because we have lived that as an infant, as a child, okay? okay. Before the world changed us into yeah. becoming something, someone, somehow, okay? okay? So if I see myself as a child, as that pure consciousness that I was, yeah. that love I was, that freedom, yeah. that connection, yeah. that joyfulness that I had, the presence that I have, yeah. and I connect with that. And I know that many people will say, we don't even have any memory of a childhood. Yes. And we don't have to have those memories. The memories are in your subconscious. You're yeah. going to find a way to reconnect to that. Okay. That may not be a conscious memory, but it is absolutely there in your subconscious. Your okay. subconscious knows what being you feels yeah. like. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we start with that. Okay? okay. We can imagine ourselves as a child. Okay? okay. Or see or look at a child and how this child is so present, so joyful, okay. so much. You know, if uh, in a room of adults, if somebody brings a little baby in, everybody's attention will go to that baby because it is absolute presence only and the pureness of energy that we have experienced. Okay. So our attention goes to that baby. So we can imagine that 
and start looking at how would that feel if I was that child? Okay. Okay. And I had no conditionings, no limitations. I was just in that present moment. How would that feel? See, the thing is, we never ask that. Nobody has taught us. Let's ask these questions. We think we can only ask questions that we know or we can get answers of, but we are not told ask questions and answers will come to you. Yes. Trust, okay. trust the process. Yeah. Right. Okay. Become open because we are not this conditional mind. Our conditional mind is so limited. All these answers are outside of this conditional mind outside of the known, outside of these boxes that we live in. Okay. So, so we have to accept that and trust the process, right? But first we have to acknowledge that we are beyond this limitation. Right? We are beyond this limited mind. We are our subconscious, unconscious, you know, all of that, which has all the knowledge, everything that we need to find outside, it starts from within first. Okay. And But because we were never taught, we were never told, nobody appreciated when we were being ourselves. We were told, don't be this, don't be that. Okay? Yes. Be something else, think harder, you know, work harder. But yeah. nobody said, feel who you are, be with yourself more. Okay? So we have never really learned. And we have, uh, you know, we have, even if we knew, we have disconnected with that part of us. And it's establishing that connection with our inner self first. It may not feel comfortable because now the personality that we have developed is establishing that connection. So the personality gets very uh, ruffled and it says, well, I don't know how that feels like. I don't know that. I don't even want that. I don't even need to go there. But everything we do in our lives, Every action, every behavior, anything that we want to achieve or have is to feel something. And it's the experience of feeling love, feeling good is what we are looking for. Okay. What was, which was our child, uh, the na- what nature had brought us as, you know. Okay. The journey is in life you feel is actually without us consciously knowing to move back to that pure consciousness, whether we, whether we, whether we intentionally do it or not, that is actually the process that we're experiencing. It is still the process that we are on. But what happens is that we human beings have become human doings. So we think if I do, then I will have, then I will be, but we get so caught up in the doing and having and doing and having that we have no time, no stillness to be. Okay. Okay. So, okay, so we are constantly yeah. in that process of doing and having. Okay, so let's let's say I want to begin this process. What what would you how would you help me if I wanted to start this this journey that you're referring so to? So I always tell people that first you have to have the intention. Okay. That I want that. But I know that most of the people think it's a hard journey. Uh, I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to even do it. Why bother? Okay. Yeah. Mostly people will only do when a calamity happens in their lives or something or a loss happens in their lives, like what we are facing now. Okay. 
we are on our own in a way. We are isolated from the society. And it is giving us the opportunity to look within us now. Yeah. Okay. But if we are not going to use this opportunity to look within us and connect with who we are, life is going to give us another lesson. Because life is constantly speaking to us in different ways. Because it is connecting to source energy, to the energy, to the creative energy that we are. Creative energy is not outside of us. It is within us. Okay? Most of the scientists and masters who created or came up with different things is because they knew it within them. They didn't see it, but they knew it. Okay? So they connected to that energy and then they knew how to get there. See, when we were children, we were told what to think, but we were not told how to think. So we don't know how. When it comes to how, we just kind of like say, oh, I have no idea how to do this. And then we give up because we don't know how. And I tell people, it's not about the how. It is, I want it now. The more you are, in that intention. Your intention is the most powerful energy and force that's there. It will open doors for you. Like you must have heard, when a student is ready, teachers appear. That's correct. Okay? So something will happen. It will draw something to your life that will open the doors for you. But we think the doors have to be open, then I'll take the journey. Yes. It doesn't work like we're that waiting. Yeah, because that's waiting. just your mind doing that because the mind only wants to go into the known and not into the unknown. But the journey of the mind is not to reconnect with source. The journey of the mind is to keep you safe and help you exist and survive. Okay, That's form. what the mind does. Yeah. Right. So intention is the first yeah. thing. Okay, Once you have the intention, and then you have to know what that even means to you. And what we talked about is what it means to us, right? As a child, how would that have felt when nobody conditioned me, nobody expected me to be anything but myself? How would that have felt? Let's go and feel that more, allowing ourselves to become that now, connect with that life force. It was an amazing, amazing life quantum force within us because connection to that part of us is going to open amazing doors for us because there's quantum energy there. Okay, There is an intelligence there that has also created you. You know, the intelligence that um, uh, helps you take inhale oxygen bring out carbon dioxide, the intelligence that digests your food, the intelligence that beats your heart constantly, that intelligence that helps you see and do all the functions. And they are about, I think, 3 billion or so chemical reactions that happen in your body. Can you imagine what kind of intelligence and life force we have within? And then we are looking outside of us to find it in different ways because the world told us that it's outside of you. So we continually struggle to find it outside and we never allow ourselves to go within and get quiet and feel and have the intention. 
And how would that feel if I felt that peace within me? You know, we all talk about peace, but then we're always looking for peace outside of us. Okay. Because peace doesn't feel good. It gets boring. We are so conditioned to noise and distractions. Okay. So we want to like, oh, this is what's happening, you know, with isolation that we are in. We get all upset because I'm not having my normal life. But that wasn't normal, probably. Maybe this is what's more normal than that. But we believe that was normal and this is abnormal. But what if this is normal and that was abnormal? Because see, for something like this to happen at a global level, then there is some force that's doing that. And we got to listen and understand that this is the emotion with the intention. There's always an emotion also, an energy that you can feel of freedom, of connection, of joyfulness of gratitude. These are very high vibrational energies. And we say thank you to just things that make sense or makes us feel comfortable or makes us look good in some way, or maybe makes up meet somebody else's or our expectations. But beyond that, who are we? What do I want to feel? If I had none of that, How would I feel? And if you really stayed with it long enough, you will connect with that life force that's within you. Because there is no other place to go but there. I completely resonate with that. We've never been taught that. And also, I can see that it happens when you are in absolute state of surrender, which unfortunately happens many a times when you're in a state of absolute helplessness. And that's when you yes. truly surrender. And then to, when you surrender. To life or to the will of God or whatever word you want to use. And that state, you know, that I, that I talk about is a state of lightness, like a butterfly. And you feel mm-hmm. free for the first time in your life Absolutely. from all the baggage, all, you know, the, the straight jackets or whatever you want to call it that's holding you, you know, down or back from that elatedness, right? But it's... Yes. Now, why do we need to go to that absolute state of helplessness due to life's challenges, right? Why, how can we do that without those challenges, right? How do we encourage people to move in that space, even though all the religions have taught us how to surrender, what it means, but they never, sorry, they told us what to do, but they never taught us how to do it, right? And today we're having a conversation. So first is the intention. Second is the emotion, right? to connect to that feeling, even though we can't remember, but trusting that we are able to connect at a subconscious How would it feel to surrender? Surrender means total liberation and freedom. When you feel free, you have all the resources to tap into the divine wisdom, the higher intelligence, the higher mind that is there also. But we are, if we are in the rut of every day, we have no time no presence to connect with that intelligence. Okay. So um, um, what was, uh, was there so we, a question? Okay. So we, yeah. So we said we've, we've, we've created the intention. Oh yeah. You said something you know, about, about helplessness. Yes. That brings us to a place of surrender. But you know, why wait for that to happen? Exactly. 
Exactly. See, most of us are waiting for that to happen and then I'll surrender. Yes. But we don't have to wait for that to happen. We can learn to surrender, learn to trust, have faith. We have heard these words so often. Yes. Okay. In so many different uh, ways in our lives. But what does that even mean to us? Yes. Because we don't totally surrender or have faith and trust because yes. we were taken that essence was taken away either or we never connected with it because we believed a lie that we are not complete and whole. We need to become complete and whole, but we need to fulfill certain things and then only will become complete and whole. And that is the biggest lie that we have believed. And most of us are still living that lie. Because we don't know what truth is. And truth is can come to you in many different ways. But the easiest way is to still yourself. Okay. And as you get quieter and quieter within and start connecting, you will get to that point where you will make some connection. You will understand aha moments will happen for you. Okay. You will get that inspiration that I don't want to, I know there is something bigger than this, better than this. We will develop our intuition. Not that, you know, some people are more intuitive than others. No, we all have our intuition. Okay. So we, we just need to reconnect with all that. And as we reconnect and feel that energy, that energy opens up all dimensions of potentiality and possibilities for us because it is such a powerful field okay we are not talking about this only the three-dimensional world because this three-dimensional is only uh, for 10 percent of our mind can understand but the rest of who we are is non-dimensional also it's multi-dimensional and three-dimensional is only we can understand with the logic, but our unconscious, superconscious knows more than that. When we dream, we go in another dimension. Yeah. Okay. And we absolutely feel it's real. But then we ignore it and say, oh, that was just a dream. Oh, that was just an inkling I had. But you know why? You know, I would rather have a safer thought that will put me more in a safe place. So we actually disregard. Because life is always speaking to us in different ways. And it will, we will only listen when we are ready, when we get quieter, when we have the intention. And we understand and teach our bodies how would that feel. See, we don't even know how that would feel to be who we are. If I send you to a supermarket and say, well, just get me something to eat and you'll get 10 different things. And... Uh, okay, maybe I'll need this and maybe that. But if I gave you proper direction, you'd be more inclined to get me what I want. Okay, So if I know how it feels like, then I've got my guiding system on. My inner guidance is going to guide me because it has such amazing energy. It is a life force that we are igniting within us. So now 
I have the intention, I have the emotion, and now I'm sitting still and I'm trusting, right? That I have the capacity within, right? Which is the divine, the divine consciousness without benchmarking, without, without judging in complete clarity, okay? And I create that, I come forward with that space, okay? Then what happens? Well, then you become the magnet. Okay. You become the magnet that is charged now. Okay. okay. Because we live in a world of law of attraction okay. and infinite possibilities. Okay. Okay. Whatever you imagine, whatever you ask for, and all religions have said, ask and it is given. Yes. But see, we don't ask in the right way. We ask, but we don't trust that it's going to come. No. Oh, two hours passed, nothing happened. Well, it's not going to come. <laughs> okay? And then or, we go to the next. Or we barter. Actually, most of us barter. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's a conditional ask. If it's then, if ask. then, if then. Yes. Yeah, if then. And we only ask for something that would feel good to us, which resonates with us, which is going to bring us to a comfort place, to an acceptable acceptance place okay but trust that it may not happen that way because being yourself doesn't mean you're going to be happy ever after or anything like that it's becoming authentic with yourself it's embracing each and every part of who you are becoming wholesome becoming complete okay because we were created that way even not little fragments thrown out and said, well, go and find something else to complete you. No, we were complete and wholesome. So it's the reconnection that we have to do within ourselves. And as I get up in the morning and I start feeling peaceful and grateful for the day, my day will go much better. But if I get up and feel, oh, I don't have this and I don't, and can tell a story of lack to myself, my day becomes a drag because I create that vibration. So when I create that vibration, and if I'm the magnet, I'm going to attract things that match this vibration. Okay, Because that's the law of attraction. This is the one of the laws like law of gravity in this world. So law of attraction is another law. And we attract that what we put focus on. See, most of us are focused on what we don't want. We think so much about what we don't want, but we don't put so much focus on what we want. So now we are magnetizing what we don't want more than magnetizing what I want. Okay. So also putting your focus on what is it that I want? How would that feel? Okay. How would it feel if I had it? we got to bring that emotion in our consciousness too. Let our body feel that emotion. So when it goes to the supermarket of emotion, it knows what it's looking for. <laughs> okay. And it's not going to pick up garbage, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and then people, of course, have their stories, their childhood, you know, traumas and emotional and mental, and they, that becomes so comfortable and familiar that most of us live with the familiarity of what we know and not the unfamiliar joy that is there waiting for us. 
And sometimes to reach that, things will surface that you don't feel good about or comfortable with. You could be blaming still your parents for something or, you know, whatever else, your relationships and all. And understand everything is about us. It starts with us. It ends with us. Nothing. Everybody else is coming to give us experiences. But if we blame someone for our experiences, then we're also making them responsible for our happiness because we're making them responsible for our unhappiness, right? So similarly, they have no power over us now. So why would we want to give somebody else the power? Because the power is within us. We can change the reality. People can't change your reality. If I'm conditioned to see a hot day as hot, nobody can say, will change anything for me till I feel I want to see it as a blessing now. And things sometimes what life will bring up is not what you were asking for, but it will clear all the stuff. So when, you know, it's like, having a new home but you if you have old furniture there you can't bring in new furniture till you clear the old stuff so life will give us an opportunity to clear the old that is not working for us any longer all the old programmings behaviors traumas emotions you know garbage that we have collected over years and years and years okay so when I work with people and they say after one session, if they don't feel good, they say, well, nothing happened. And I'm said, how long did it take you to build this up? Okay, Years and years and years, yeah. years of the same mind. And then we expect it to change like that because we are conditioned now in a society where everything has to be instant. And it can be instantaneous also, yes. Certain things are, and certain things will take a while to shift. Okay. But we cannot let go of the intention that I want to be true to myself. However, that feels like I'm okay to accept. And there, there is the true liberation. Okay. That is the freedom and takes you to a different level of connection and understanding of who we are. You know, there are three questions that we should, if not every day, at least once in a while, ask ourselves, who am I? What do I want? How may I serve? But see, the mind says, I don't even know who am I, um, my name, my gender, my this, that. But that's not what you're asking. But don't stop asking if you don't get an answer because the answer will come from within you. Your mind cannot answer it. Your conditioned mind cannot answer that. Okay. So similarly, when I want to be myself, my conditioned mind is not going to let me be who I am. It's going to play all kinds of stories to not be because that's how it's conditioned to. So when my mind does that, takes me to the old and I am conscious and aware of my thought I say thank you change thank you and change you're not resisting the thought you're appreciating your mind yeah. and you're appreciating it for doing its job the mind is doing its job yeah. but change let's upgrade the way we think the way we are programmed 
because it's not only about being ourselves. The door that we are going to open and what it does in our body is amazing, is profound, because when you feel those high vibration emotions, they're going to secrete hormones, oxytocin, serotonin, melatonin, endorphins, all the happy, good hormones. And then these hormones in turn signal new genes, which makes upregulating proteins. And these upregulating proteins are responsible for our well-being, for our health. And this is how people heal themselves, by not focusing on the illness, but feeling these emotions and starting the pharmacy within themselves to produce what it needs to get well. So all these experiences that are happening, as you said, right, that, that are happening to clean out the furniture, to do the spring cleaning or mm-hmm. whatever words you want to use, obviously they are many a times very challenging or very uprooting. Yes. It's not yes. what we want, but what we need in that moment in time, right? So right. continuously reminding ourselves to trust life, to embrace what is, to mm-hmm. remain calm mm-hmm. and, 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 and just have that knowing, right, is... You know, and like you said, the, you know, the mind will bring the thought or bring whatever is coming to protect us because that's what it does and to acknowledge and let go or you, in your words, change, right? Mm-hmm. That is a muscle we need to build. And you're saying that through yes. that space of stillness, we build that mental muscle so that when yes. those challenges arrive, when those experiences happen, we're able to remain in that trusting, in that knowing, in that calmness, in that stillness, and be able to acknowledge mm-hmm. and change or acknowledge and let go. Is that so it's, it would become a daily practice, not knowing, expecting what's going to come, right? It's a preparation. Exactly. If we general. expect, then we are again using our conditional yes, mind. Exactly. Okay. Yes. yes. And our old way, because yes. we're expecting it. Don't yes. expect. Okay. And how, what can help us? You know, I know it can be difficult for some people. Okay. And like I said, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, you may be able to find somebody who can help you through that initial state of your journey to hold your hand or become your, um, uh, the walking stick for you or something. Okay. That would help you walk because you haven't been able to walk on your own yet. So they're going to give you the support. You can, Find somebody who can, you can work with. Find a friend who can inspire you. Read stories that are inspiring to us. Read certain books. There's so much available now. Listen to great masters and teachers. Teachers like Eckhart Tolle. Read his book, uh, New Earth, okay? which he only talks about being present. And he says everything that you need and your whole purpose is to be in the present moment. Because that's how dynamic being in the present moment is but because we were never brought up that way we never practiced it but we can practice it and that doesn't mean i have to spend 10 hours a day no it's a reminder again and practice again like you know when you go out and you exercise and it starts feeling good you want to exercise again the next day when you meditate and it starts feeling good you want to meditate again so when you actually feel the vibration the energy in you then you want to do it again. You want to do it again because it will become a very amazing energy that you feel. Okay? 
And you, you, in fact, we start getting addicted to that energy. And that is why people use meditation and exercise to keep doing it yes. for long periods of time because they're so addicted to the chemical changes that happen in your body. Yeah. But the most profound changes happen when we go within because exercise, meditation, yeah, meditation kind of takes you within. But again, what does meditation mean for some people may not mean for others. It's about really connecting with who we are, with that part of us that is created in the light of the creator, has all potentialities. It's dynamic energy. And then, you know, as you connect more, you will see how you change, how your body changes. Everything in your life around you will change. So when I work with sometimes my clients, and if they have a relationship problem or a health problem, I tell them, let's not look at that. Let's look at, start building yourself first, because that's more dynamic than changing the present time situation. Because once you become dynamic, everything around you is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, the thing is that, you know, if you start with this process and you say that energy, we all know that it takes time for that energy mm -hmm. or that differential to be experienced or felt, right? Now, many people give up in that process. So that intentionality, that, you know, determination or whatever, which is obviously, again, worldly, mm -hmm. still is needed, right? That muscle is still required to stay in the game or stay the course, so right. is, is maybe spending time with children something that Yes, that spending time with children and spending time in nature because nature is all-encompassing, all-wholesome. You know, you, you can go hug a tree and see how great it feels. Okay? We don't spend time with nature. We are taking photographs of nature. <laughs> okay. we, and animals, you know. They say, actually, a dog who wags his tail is such a high frequency. The dog reaches such a high frequency that the humans are incapable of going to that frequency. Spend time with all those high frequency that is available to us. Okay, Prayer can be another thing. Okay? Yeah. So the chanting can be another thing. Okay? Uh, reading some inspirational book or music also can be something else, you know, soaking yourself in water and, you know, all that, you know, there's so many different things that we can do, whatever resonates with you. Okay? Uh, but the intention will bring it to you. You don't even have to go out and look for it anywhere. So don't worry about the how, just, just don't worry about just the how. Up, try show whatever up mechanism just you be. feel. And yes. just be and put yourself in that situation. Put yourself in what you want, not what you don't want. Get more focus on what you want and feel as if it's already happened. And you talked about it takes time. See, what takes time is our separation from source takes. You know, when yes. we are connected to source, cause effect is at the same time happens. Yes. Okay, so when you are thinking what I want and you feel as if you already have it, there is no time doesn't exist then because you are connected to it. You've accelerated the process for it to manifest in the physical reality. 
and be in gratitude. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership and be in gratitude that it already happened. Bring the future in the now. Don't wait for it to happen in the future, but bring it here in the now as if it's already happened. And that's where you collapse time. So it, this, is, this is referring to Joe Dispenza's being supernatural. This is what it's starting to sound like. Is, is, yeah, he, is, is that, he, he talks about, and many other people have talked about it also. Yeah, I know yeah. You, you, you trained with him in, in Dubai. Right. So is, mm-hmm. is this a process that you experienced at a different level that you just described? Was that or was yes, it? Yes, I've heard a lot of stories about how people have collapsed time and created instant healing in their bodies, instant change in their lives and all. Okay, And it's not only Joe Dispenza. I realized there are many great masters who have been saying it. It's just that he says it in a way that we understand because he gives the scientific yeah. examples okay also with it and then your mind is able to receive it more yeah okay but then if you look at all the great masters and teachers they've all said it yeah and it's not airy fairy thing anymore because now <laughs> science is backing it yeah it's catching they're up. doing all these experiments and the science is saying yes it changes your brain chemistry every thought has a physiological reaction in your body, it changes your brain chemistry. It opens new neural pathways. New thoughts are going to build new network in your brain even. And then the more you focus on that thought, the stronger these connections are established in your brain again also. And then whatever you establish it, that becomes your reality. The more you focus on a thought, they say actually you hold the thought for 16 seconds, it starts gaining momentum. You hold that same thought for 68 seconds, it starts manifesting in your reality. So if I think I'm blessed and I hold that feeling, I will see, open my eyes and see everything as a blessing. Everything would look different, right? Because we feel different, everything starts looking different. Okay, so you're going back to the core of your state of being. Right, yes, that's what you're going because you're back. coming from a place of beingness, and there is no lack in beingness. It's abs- everything is absolutely perfect in beingness. Nothing needs to be different or change or better or more or faster or anything. Okay, when you look at nature. We look at all the trees. We don't yeah. go and well, this tree should have been straighter <laughs> and crooked or this way or that. We just accept absolutely. Yeah because that's how nature shows us that we are also that important part of nature. So nature, okay, so mirroring, mirroring that acceptance of nature as it is, and we don't question it, we don't wish differently, right? Okay, maybe some of us when it's raining and we want to do something else, maybe you want to ski and it starts to rain and, you know, the slopes Mm -hmm. get a little messy, I guess. But then again, understand we have a lot of options, okay? But the mind says, oh, but I was so caught up. I'm attached to skiing and that got taken away. So ego gets really bothered. But if you are in the present moment, you're like, oh, no skiing. Well, I can just sit and relax and maybe have a coffee or whatever else. Okay. Play in the snow, whatever that is even. Because there's always another option available to us. Always another choice available to us. If we make a different choice, we create so many options for ourselves because we are opening another door now. 
I'm hearing adaptability, I'm hearing agility, right? That, that, you know, I mean, of course it's founded on acceptance, but you know, that again, that muscle to be able to pivot. I think that's what you're continuously talking about, right? Acknowledge change, which means pivot. Okay, we have a we have a question. I'll just read it. What sure. is surrender to situations, to people, to life? What is the difference between surrender and abnegation or inactivity? Okay, yeah, good question. Surrender can also mean I can't make anything happen, so I just surrender, which is surrender of the ego. Ego says, well, I'll let that go because I can't change anything. Surrender itself is actually a power force within us. Okay. When you surrender, you surrender with trust. You surrender with faith. You know that anything and everything that is going to support you is going to come your way. Yes. Okay. It's not about inactivity. Yes, it could look like an inactivity, but you are actually connected now to the quantum field now. Okay. And now you're connected to that. You're creating what you want from that quantum now into this present. Okay. So yes, um, inactivity and surrender is very different. Uh, because a lot of Just people that, think it's a giving in, but it's actually a yeah. becoming. Right? It's a it's becoming. Actually, yes. It's it, a it's, force that you're yes. connected to. Yes. It's beyond it. you. It's into the unknown. It's going to another dimension to find that answer, that courage, the clarity, the guiding light for you. Okay. That's what surrender is. And surrender also is about non-attachment. So I'm not attached to my skiing. I surrender because there's something else there. Yes. And a lot of times people have, when they have really surrendered, life showed us and brought them something they could not even imagine. Okay. Because their need or want was so limited, so small, that going into the field of surrender expanded it and brought something that they could not even believe that they could have. So I think before, I mean, accepting the limitation of our mind or of our conscious, conscious, I mean, this conscious being, I mean, that acceptance, right? I mean, do we, do many of us accept that limitation to even believe what you're saying, right? Which is beyond what we understand in this, in this space and time. Do you think people are willing to accept that limitation? Well, I think we all have an inner knowledge of we all know what I've talked about and you have said, okay, we all know it at some yeah. level. Okay. But then it has been kind of told, hey, throw it in the dustbin. That doesn't work. <laughs> Let's give you another programming because that's yeah. going to work for you. Yeah. But we are still connected to that. We know it. It's just that because we haven't had an experience of it, okay, yeah. we think, it cannot happen. But if you read an inspiring story of someone who has healed themselves just through consciousness, yeah. then you're like, oh, if they can do it, maybe I can do it. Then you are going to get inspired and you will wake up that force within you. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't have an example, if you have nobody around you who's inspiring and all, then you will live in the same old rut. 
But that's why find things that are vibrating at a higher frequency so that you can feel and know and read inspiring stories of people, how they overcame challenges in their lives, the autobiographies of great leaders and masters, you know, that are so inspiring. So, yeah, that would be a way that, uh, you know, uh, we could understand things and be open to it. So now I'm going to ask a question that's going to be, I would call, interesting. So you and I both have children, yours slightly older than mine. And if we were to start Mm -hmm. over again, Mm -hmm. how would we choose differently to not to allow the child that has arrived into this world of pure consciousness and that we, as we raised the children, at least I did, I don't know about you, um, ended up, you know, compromising their state of being with all mm-hmm. the worldly matters, the, the conformity, the, the, the ways we thought should and could, etc. So how would we choose differently? What would that raising of a child today to maintain that pure consciousness, what would that look like? How would we remove the shackles that we are all wearing, even today, myself? I mean, there's no doubt. There's a lot of straitjackets, a lot of shackles, yes. a lot of yes. baggage. We all have it. Yeah, so how, we all live with it. So now those but becoming conscious to... of it, knowing that we are limit, living in a world of limitation yeah. and bringing balance in that, okay? okay acknowledging your children. If I were to raise my children now with the consciousness that I have and the inner knowing that I have, it would absolutely be so much different because I will listen to them. We never listen to our children. Okay. Okay. And I think children are our greatest teachers. Okay. Okay. So how would you listen? What would that look like? What do you mean by listen? When you, when I say listen, You acknowledge what they're saying and say, well, I see your point. I can understand. Tell me more about it. You know, become inquisitive for them to open up to you more, to let you see where are they coming from, okay? Because see, no, what is right for me may not be right for you, but what is right for you may not look right to me. But again, are you wrong? No. Am I wrong? No. There's just different ways we look at things, right? Different versions that we see life as. So this is their version. And and then you ask them, so how do you think? What is it that would make you happy? I would more instill that sense of joy and freedom within them. So you would ask, I I mean, we kept asking kids, how are they feeling every time they receive a report card or anything that happens? Mm -hmm. But I still feel there's still, even in my own case, right, there is still a level of disconnect. I still feel there is a level of me not truly listening because I'm still mm-hmm. coming from mm-hmm. that lens, which is blurred, which is, which is tainted, right? So how do I, how do, I do better or, or how do I connect further? How do I truly listen and be as curious as they are as a child? I'm, I'm asking yeah. you. Yeah, to- and you can you can just tell them that actually the mind that I have, this is how I'm thinking, but I know that's just that is just my way of looking at life. I'm very interested in listening to how you would see life. What would make you happy? Okay, what would what is you 
you're passionate about and really listening. It's not about agreeing with them as such because we may not be at that level yet, okay? Yes. But yes. at least being open to them. So that when you have that openness, you're allowing your child to communicate more, okay? okay. To say more. And the communication is going gonna, is gonna to connect you with your child at a very different level because now they don't think you're going to judge them or resist what their ideas. If they're totally, if we are open, the child will be able to say a lot to us, right? So, so be open. Yes. Don't have to agree or disagree or anything. And let them know that, yeah, I'm thinking this way. But again, I understand that how you, you feel and how you're looking is your life. And it's very important for me to accept. And I may have some resistance in accepting and allowing, but I also know that is very important for you. So tell me, how can I help? What would be helpful to you? Sometimes it's good to ask them how you can help them. What would be helpful to them? So you're acknowledging to the child your limitation within mm -hmm. this, yes. this state, right? So now yes. if, if we flip that back to the conversation to the inner child within, which is where we're going, right? We're moving towards back yes. through that stillness to the pure consciousness within. Do you feel that conversation is a mirror with a, a child and an inner child? Or is it a complete different experience? It could be, it could be, and it could be different, but I think more or less, it could be the same. You know, when we learn to accept and acknowledge and validate ourselves, we will be more ready to validate and acknowledge our children. Okay, say that one more time, please. I think we need to hear that again. When we are ready to validate and acknowledge that, that child within us, who needed to be loved and given the freedom and heard, when we give that to that inner child within us, we will be more open to give that to our children and connect in that way with our children too. So before we begin that, right, the concept of self-care and self-love, because that was missing, right? Or what, what, where would we be? I mean, where would we begin from that angle, right? That we didn't have those elements, right? Many of us grew up with, you know, the experiences we mm -hmm. had, right? Mm -hmm. I know you do a lot of work on on reframing those experiences and those beliefs and those patterns. Mm -hmm. But how does self care and self love come into the picture in this experience or this journey? Well, again, how do you define self care and self love? Okay, and self care will come later but love comes okay. first okay. okay and love is total acceptance of all that is okay there is nothing else okay but depends on the level where we are able to go to what level of love okay. and with the limited and the conditionings that we still carry within us sometimes if my child is going to talk back to me my level of love is going to drop, right? Because I'm going to take it personally. And then I can breathe and say, okay, I reacted. My ego got bruised here. Okay, I saw it as a disrespect instead of 
my child needed to express. If I see it differently, then I can gradually bring my level of love again up to understanding, to acknowledge, to validate, to accept who they are and the way they are at also in their lives. But that could be to your own behavior too. Do we ever do that to ourselves and say, Absolutely. I needed to express, I needed to, to through that because yes. I was hurt or I was, right? Yes. We never, mm-hmm. at least I've never done that where I've acknowledged and accepted and been, you know, forgiving to myself for that, what you just described, that I would probably be much easier to do towards a child than, than to myself. Oh, we are the hardest on ourselves. They say, you don't need an enemy. You are the best enemy you have. (laughs) So, yes, absolutely. And that is why the inner journey is so important for us. To reconnect with who we are, the essence of who we are, because we are pure love. And then comes the conditionings and limitations and all the programmings. But we are just absolute love that we are created by the creator in the presence of love only. Okay. And this intellect, the intelligence that's within us is also from love, from a place of love. Yeah. All the fear, negative thoughts, and all of these things, and how we think and how we worry and suffer and all is only absence of love. When you bring love in, you change the dynamics again. But again, how do we up-level our level of love also? Many of us have received love at this level, and we wanted our parents to love us at that level. But they couldn't because they didn't know how to get there, but they still loved us from here. And understanding that, understanding that I have loved myself from this level and not that either. And how can I raise the bar now and accept and become who I am, the totality and the wholesomeness of who I am and embracing all aspects of me, not just things that the society and everyone else is saying that is good and great about me, but also the things that were not that great, but it brought wonderful gifts for me too. Okay, When you see the gift, that certain attributes have brought to you, you actually change the energy of those attributes and you see love in that too. In the end, you will see love is the basis of everything. Everything we do, everything we don't do or act, not act, is so that we can be loved, so we can feel love because that is our essence. And it's always, it's a daily practice to up-level our level of love for ourselves, and if we can do it for ourselves, then we are able to do it for others. But we can't do for others if we haven't done for ourselves. We will do it out of duty, yes. We will do it because we are supposed to, and that's what a good person does out of that condition. But we won't do it from our heart. And only when we do that for ourselves are we able to do from our heart for others too. All right, Anissa, we've run out of time. Somebody's asked for you to repeat all three questions. And of course, we'll send it with the email. So the three questions that you said. Right. The three questions are, who am I? Yes. What do I want? 
how may I serve? And don't look for the answer to it. It will come to you in your life in some form. But don't stop asking that question because you're asking this question not through your logical mind, but through beyond. You're asking from beyond. And it will come to you in some form, some way for you. So thank you, Anissa. Some closing remarks before we go. Some questions or a thought or something that you wanted to share that we didn't touch upon. No, I think we kind of did touch upon more or less everything. I can't think, you know, uh, much, but, you know, stay in the emotion of gratitude. If nothing else, if you cannot lift yourself out to a place of joy or freedom or connection, go into gratitude because that is an easier energy to go into. And then once you feel gratitude, then you will start going more to a different level. Okay, But we have to start with gratitude and not for gratitude for all the good things that happen, but also things that we didn't expect or are challenging for us for this virus. Okay. (laughs) You know, how many great things have happened because of it. Here, we're having this webinar. Thanks to that. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so when we actually feel that immense gratitude for life, just because we woke up in the morning and there are 3 million people who don't get up in the morning. Okay. Because they die in their sleep or something. If that is what you want to feel gratitude for, you know, find it's easy to find things to be grateful for. And I have learned to be grateful for certain calamities, things that don't go my way, because I know there is a bigger plan that behind that. Yes. Okay. Your your old home furniture is being cleaned out. Yes. For the new. (laughs) Yes. All right, Anissa, thank you very much. What an incredible thank you, experience. Faisal. You made thank me. Thank you all. And thank out. you, everyone who's been part of this um, webinar. Um, thank you for taking no. the time to listen to my blabbing. No, no. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you, everyone. Next week, um, normally there's uh, somebody who comes in as a guest to speak. This time they flipped it and they want to interview me on. What, the, what is the future of multidimensional health and well-being. And so we will um, put it onto, onto the site, uh, if not already done today. Then the week after, we have Jonathan coming back to talk about the new CEO, which is chief empowerment officer, not chief executive officer. And how does one mm-hmm. become from that space of where we are to that energy? So thank you very much, everyone. Again, thank you, Anissa. Absolute honor and privilege. Have a wonderful day and live a life of gratitude. That's the starting point. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.